1: If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly.
0: Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today we're at Sundance Film Festival. It's virtual this year, so we're actually talking to everybody via Zoom. And today I have with me the filmmakers of Hallelujah, Victor Gabriel, and Duran Jones. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. We appreciate, you it. It. appreciate it.
0: I want to start with Hallelujah is actually one of the short films submitted to Sundance Film Festival. Do you already have further distribution set up, or is this your, this is the first time anybody's going to see it, is at Sundance?
2: Yes, this is the first time anyone's going to see it. It's a world premiere now. now
0: Nice. So people can still buy tickets and see this throughout the entire festival, not just on the premiere. So there will be other dates throughout the festival. Do you have any distribution in the future already set up for this film?
2: No, not not as of yet. We're open, of course, but not as of yet.
0: Well, I do want to get into the subject matter of Hallelujah without giving away too much so that people will watch it it was very moving for me to see the struggles that these two men had about uh taking care of their niece and nephew so yeah. whose idea was it to tell that story
2: well it was my idea I, and i think i told you before ahead of that it's a it come from a feature script right and the feature script is about the boy It's about a, about the boy and this proof of concept short film focuses on kind of like the uncles and they're having to struggle with. Are we going to take care of like our nephew, who's very weird and odd, you know, and eccentric? Are we going to take care of him? Or are we going to take care of our, our, our niece? And, you know, it's sort of asking them, will they rise to the challenge of being men? Are they going to rise to the challenge of being caretakers, you know, at some point? Boys must grow into men and this is one of those moments where like they they're like, Okay, we're gonna be adults, we're gonna be men, and we're gonna think of something and other better than ourselves. And it's just basically kind of chronicling like how how when when they came to that decision.
0: And Duran, how do you fit in in this storytelling?
3: Basically, I'm here to support Victor's voice. Um, as a producer, that's that's my primary job is to you know honor the art in a way and put it in a position to be made the best possible way it can. Um, we had a, a very small budget for this one, and we were um, under a little bit of a time crunch, but we knew we had the feature in mind for this, as Victor was saying. And um, the only way to do that is to do an effective short um, for where we stood. So we put our heads together, we we got as many resources as we could and and we really rallied the our community of um you know AFI friends and friends from all over Los Angeles. We used um Big's actual home to shoot the film and and it, it's it's really one of those kind of guerrilla you know filmmaker stories of what do we have and, and and what can we get out of this, you know? Um and it's it's working well for us.
0: Yeah, I read that in the description of the film, Victor, that you actually used your backyard and a neighbor's front yard. Is that correct? Now, did did you have to pay the neighbor for the use of their yard?
2: Nah, Miss Louise is, Miss Louise is down. She down. So she was, (laughs) she was all the way with it. She was all the way with it. So it's it's fine. It's just community. So it was, it was all right. We didn't have a lot of money anyway. The reason it was in my backyard was because of money, you know, and it was just, it was just going to, it was going to be easier. But. The story was already going to be in content, so it made sense. I had a different place I wanted to shoot it at, but I was going to take more money. I was going to take more conversations with people. I uh, was like, let's just shoot in my backyard and we'll figure it out.
3: <laughs> I think, I think that's also the beauty of not only what he's able to create, but just who he is as a person. You know, he, he was able to rally the community around him. Um, we had some of his neighbors giving us extra tents. You know, people stopping by, like, hey, if you got any problems, let us know. Like all of those things. It, it was really a, a community effort. Um, so we're glad to be able to highlight that.
0: Victor, what was the biggest expense for you? Was it the film equipment? Did you buy it? Did you rent it? When, cause you said that you didn't have much money. Was this all put on on credit cards? Are you still having to pay that off? <laughs> What's, the-
2: uh, I mean, it was a combination of just people giving them some money. Some give 5,000, give 5,000. Um, my, um, my my partner, she's a, she, she is, gave a good amount of money. She paid for most of it. She paid for most of it. So shout out, shout out to Dr. Alexandria Smith. She paid for a good portion of it. And then we had another executive producer who chipped in some money. I chipped in some money. So it, it was really just the people around me who like, who like love me. So who want to see me win. <laughs>
0: That is awesome. I do want to go into the socioeconomic neighborhood that this is set in. Because one of the things that struck me, I I don't want to give too much away, but there was that apex of the film when the parents asked the the uncles to take the kids into the house. It was just almost casual. I mean, in a way, it's like, oh, just go into the house. But, I mean, is this how people live in that neighborhood all the time? You see people coming down the street and it's like, oh, everybody get into your house.
2: No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think think it's one of those situations where it's like, it's not as, it's nowhere near as bad as you think it is, but then there are those seasons where it's as bad or worse than you think it is, I guess is the best way I can say, you know. It is is a poor community, it is a a poor community, there are gangs, but. Particularly where I particularly where I was living, where I live, like it's families mostly, you know what I'm saying. But then you're randomly here, oh such and such got shot, or blah blah blah, you know what I'm saying. But really, I fo I tend to focus on the communal aspect. I tend to focus on the connect connection because what I think what's always dope to me about about just like being in poverty, being someone who is in poverty is the innocence. And the mundane nature of living that happens in very, like lower socioeconomic context. like no one thinks that it's a lower socioeconomic context until like I'm an adult and I've like read a bunch of books, yeah. and then I have and then I have an analysis of like why this is here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but i i i choose to focus I choose to focus on the that this is just in the background, and then here's you guys living, and then how's that background some, some like affect you. Oh, I can't can't go get a job or they don't pay me this much money. Or I'm like, what happens when I get fired? You know, like how to provide for my family. Well, I just tell a regular story. Like the stuff is always there hovering, you know what I'm saying, in the the background. Every once in a while it might spring up in effect. This is one of those inexplicable moments, like, which is what's happened to me. I've seen moments which like, oh, everything's fine. Then inexplicably, boom, everything changes. Right? And so it's that sort of like it doesn't make sense type of, type of film I wanted. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that, that doesn't make sense. But I, I think, you know, I'll, well, I don't think loss makes sense.
0: Right. This may be a deeper dive than you For were sure. expecting go into. But you did bring up why I can't get a job. Where does that right. start? Does that start because the neighborhoods that your film centers on, that where the people are growing up, they don't have as good of education? Why can't you just move somewhere else where you can get a better education or find a job? You know, playing devil's advocate here.
2: It's very comp. very. Com- it's very complicated because <laughs> I have done my own, done little, done a little like researching here and there. I would say, I would say that if you are, if the school system is not great, the school system is not great. Hypothetically, if if like there's high policing. And if also the education you're getting is not, like I said, not great, like the skills you learn are not going to be high, particularly if you're not pushed to go to like higher education, if you're not pushed to go to higher education and stuff and stuff like that, you're going to end up having, you're going to end up having the majority of the community making like what, 30, 40, maybe a month, a month, a year, right? And that can be very difficult if you're like unskilled you You don't have like, I have a master's degree, I'm one of the privileged ones, I have two master's degrees. You know what I'm saying? I got my clinical psychology and my MFA, so for me, there's more opportunities to like, like. I live in I live in Compton, but I like at the moment. At the moment, you know what I'm saying? The idea is to move somewhere else and to get and to be able to like raise my family, raise my family somewhere else. But there's still a strong community here, so you can move if you want to. But who who has the resources to move if this is a place you can afford, right? You know, um, and then that means, well, then I can get a job. If the job I can only get is going to pay me like minimum wage, like where else are you going to go? And then it goes back to, well, then maybe you should go to school. You know what I'm saying? I guess, I guess you go to school, but, but have you been taught well? I know too many people like where school is just too difficult and don't no push them to, um, be, to be hot, to be has invest, invested, you know what I'm saying? And, so to be honest with you, I think, I don't know, since you're the money makes sense person, maybe you could tell me. But for my knowledge, like, doesn't like the average man make like 45, 50K a year? Like, isn't that like, a, isn't that like, isn't that like around there?
0: Yeah, if you take the average salary of everyone in the entire U.S., it's about 55 or 56,000 a year. So yeah, yeah right. But that, again, it's an average. You've got a lot of people making more than that. And you have a lot right. more people making less than that.
2: 100 percent 100 percent and even that's hard to get i can't even i remember when i was like hovering around 50 I still hover around that just at my regular job i can't do nothing. i can't i can't right. i can't provide for my family i'm 50k i 50 ki can not do nothing so i think you end up staying where you're staying because you've been there for years your family's been there for years you have a house that's great and then you just i think the best thing you just hope to be in a community where you guys can make things work and i believe in making things work where you're at i don't think that you gotta Move and leave somewhere. I think you figure out how do I make the people I am with now better? How can we make each other better? And I come from a communal of a a communal perspective anyway. It's like we got to be with each other and we got to figure out. It's on us. Me and Duran always talk about that. It's on us as black men to figure out what's going on. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to leave it up to anybody else except me and him or me and whoever to figure out the problems in my community or figure out the problems in Mm -hmm. anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? And that has to happen with us being present. And if we just shake and dip to another place, which we can and probably should at times, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying we don't do that. Um, but always gotta have a foot and try to figure out how to make it better for the kids and the children and the boys, you know what I'm saying? Which is sort of like what the two uncles are figuring out. You know, yeah. how can we make this, how can we make this better? They could have left. They could have left them kids in foster care, left their nephews, they're not. They're not it's not. It's not, it's not their children they decided to step to the plate and that's what
3: i believe
0: duran yeah. is your background similar to victor's or do you have a little bit different story
3: a, a little different i i kind of i was i was raised in the, the suburbs but i kind of had one foot in one foot out um my, my father's from southeast dc my mom's from southern maryland um so i have family in in both type of situations and that was one of the things that really struck me in reading victor's work is like i know these characters You know, I know these situations. I understand this environment, and I and I understand what he's trying to say. Even to what we're breaking down now, right? We're we're talking about whether you should leave or whether you should go. But systematically, the more people leave, the worse the condition gets, because nobody's actually invested in the community. And and that's one of the beauty, the beautiful things that we were able to do is have a community rally around this effort, and come together. Now, imagine if we would have taken that same that same gusto, but everybody's gone now. You know, because the environment's what the environment is. It, there's a part of it that collectively we need to stay amongst each other in order to make these things happen. Um, And and, and we've talked about that from the basis of our relationship of us sticking this out together and, and being accountable to one another in the telling of this story and, and, and the future endeavors that we have in our careers.
0: Victor, since you are a therapist, how do gangs affect your money earning potential? If I decide at a young age, nope, I want my homies with me. I'm, you know, this is, they're going to protect me. I'm going to protect them. I don't understand that society of gang members where you can go out and have a career and yet be in a gang. Or is that, is that not well, how that works? Well, I
2: can I can't, I can't speak so much on like gang life. I'm not a, you know, I'm not from gangs and I have like, I typically have like my thoughts about like, I leave <clears throat> like the gang like a lot of the gang conversation to gang members because they're they're good at talk they're good at talking about my homies are much better at talking about these sort of things than I am, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to like pretend. Um, but I would say that for a long time, like, particularly in LA, like gangs were about community work. It just through crack era, through policing, things changed. And there's responsibility. I'm not a person who thinks that there's no accountability, that it's just like People get through there, they want them to do and then blame it on oppression. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that oppression didn't make it, did change what the original intent of the games were, which were, which were community work. And then at that point now we're in a, we're in a whole new, we're in a whole new world. And some of like the little homies or people who I've mentored or done, or, or done therapy with, uh, like it's difficult. It's just, it just is. Once you, it's just difficult to get out of it. Once you get in it, The people who you see who like made money are like exceptions to the rule, like exceptions, exceptions to the rule, in my opinion. In my opinion, or there are people who like maybe weren't like got out, got out, started doing work like creating businesses, and I have seen a good number of people like create businesses. Like I don't know if you're a Trap Kitchen. Trap Kitchen is like two game bangers, one from South Central, one from Compton, and they have a big, big like food truck business, and they're making a lot of money right and make a lot of money and there that's a positive that's example i like to see of just like guys who like switch things around i know so there's a good number of people whether it's music or or little businesses trucking businesses people who are in the streets and then started trying to make something of themselves and then of course we have a good number of people didn't make it you know what i'm saying yeah. um but yeah i i can't i can't speak so much because it's not it's not fully. My, it's not my lifestyle, so I can't. I can only speak yeah. so much, but I can speak to what I've seen and people I've talked to.
0: Right. It's just yeah. an area that I don't get a lot of people talking to me about their experiences. And yeah. not that you were in a gang, but just yeah. that is one area of my show where it's been very difficult to explain why it's so difficult to get out of that situation why the you know that socioeconomic plane just i can get
2: you i can get you i can get you a person to talk to you i can get you a person to talk to you (laughs) that would be great i can get you a person to talk to you You give me information and i'll give it i'll shoot it to him he'll he'll be more than one to talk to you
0: awesome we'll we'll do that right after Uh, this show can i
3: can i say one more thing i I think a, a part of a part of the the issue of the understanding of, of the complexity of the situation is um the assumption that's in the question, right? That it's either gangs or career. And I think that, that doesn't, it doesn't shed light on the systematic approach to it, which is basically that the resources in this environment and, and where we are, are lacking in a way that the support from certain parts of the community actually help these kids in a certain way who who may have some trauma or, their family may not be able to support them in certain ways. So here, here steps in, um, said person from the neighborhood that's able to give that support and that help. And I think, I think taking the onus off of what our system and what our government is doing and putting it on gangs is just the wrong way to, to approach the question. I think we need to really ask what's actually going on in these environments, um, from a place of how we could actually help. What are, what are our tax dollars doing? And I don't think enough questions are around that as as opposed to the individual, which America likes to tell.
0: No, I agree. And that's also, I don't even know the questions to ask. So, you know, that it would help to learn and to understand that to enable to ask those questions so that we know where the help is needed.
2: Let me say something, Heather, but also be honest, like poor white communities, the same stuff arises. The same questions arise like gangs and, and poor communities. Like gang violence is is higher, like like um births out of a lot of children, like all the children, no fathers like that's it gets gets all the things that people tend to think are specific to like black people or poor black people happens in any context where there's poverty.
0: Yeah. Across the board. Oh yeah, uh, poverty across, is across the... the board. You go to Boston
2: right now, you go to Boston right now, whatever whatever poor section of Boston, you're gonna see the same th- you're gonna see the same things as different. Yeah. You know, you'll see the same things, obviously completely different, but you're going to see some of the, some similarities in terms of, in term in terms of the gang violence and et cetera, and, or just violence in general. Yeah. And I just think when you have communities who can't find a way to, to really take care, particularly men, take care of their families, money, I think you have things that arise to try to figure out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: Yeah. Well, tying this in with your um, short film, Hallelujah. Yeah the uncles are having to make this decision and you had said they could have easily just walked away. They could have left the kids in foster care. Why is it that that is such a, a huge option in that community to just like, eh, I don't need to deal with this. I can walk away.
2: Well, I don't know if it's huge. I don't know if it's a huge option. I would, I would push back against it being a huge option. I specifically took for the film that it is a, the option for them, but it's more of a, it's less, it's more of a internal, internal like conflict they're having. Because I think that they want to still be young men with no responsibilities. Right. And part, part of this is just pushing them to like, well, what are you going to do now? You want to step to the plate? And to be honest with you, there is always someone in the community who tends to take care, who can't always, I should say always, there are people who can take care of the kids, sometimes grandma, sometimes auntie. But then there's a lot of kids who don't have who who don't have. I worked with kids in like foster care who 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 are living in other places, and it can be diff. it, It can be it can be difficult. I don't think the option is to leave, but I do think I do think if you have I do think that at times it can be difficult to choose to stay if you're like say you're like a 15 year old girl. I worked with a bunch of girls on the street, right, and they were like, um, fifteen, fourteen old girls, sex workers, right? Essentially, like prostitutes. Essentially, I, I hate to use has a crass term, but they're called CSE, right? Commercially sexually exploited children. I mean, what happens if you are sixteen, you got a kid, but you've been a you've been in foster care, and now you got a kid, but you got a pimp, and they're doing sex work? Like, I don't know, like, it's not options afforded to you. Now, I'm taking an extreme example, but those are. That is something I work with. So sometimes the options that you think we have are not present. I do agree, like philosophically, that you always have a choice, to be clear. You know what I'm saying? To be clear. But part of my duty as, like, a Black man in my community is to to say, hey, our options, our choices, and you are supported, and we're going to figure this out together. Outside of that, the options feel very minimal and you're just are trying to survive when you're in a survival mindset you can do whatever yeah you know what i'm saying you just, you, just do, you just do whatever you know what i'm saying so
0: is there anything else about your movie or the socioeconomic situation where your movie is set that you want to talk about
3: nope no no no, 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 no. thank you
0: duran anything to add
3: yeah, I think I think this is, this discussion just overall is important, you know, us us coming from different backgrounds and being able to give you certain information and asking the right questions. But I think that the great thing about what Victor is doing and playing with some of the the actual comedy of this film and, and this piece and and bringing some levity and some light to it, but also um, highlighting some of these more systematic things. I think that's important as well, because it it, it allows you to see the humanity. And these black men who are who are suffering from traumatic experiences, but also rallying together you know to support their families and and ultimately do the right thing, and that's a lot of the stories that we have um in our community and it's it's not often shown of us specifically, and I think that's something that Vic and I both connect on is that we want to highlight stories of of black men who are doing positive things and there's a lot of us that are doing that, so I hope you do get that opportunity to, to speak to. You know, some of those things and some of the people oh, yeah. that they will connect you with. Yeah. It's
0: exactly the same. When I was growing up there weren't a lot of female role models for me to look at. And I it would be exactly the same to have positive male black role models for your community as well. Sure. Well, thank you again. Oh, we have Victor Gabriel, he's the writer director of Hallelujah. And also Duran Jones, a filmmaker helping to bring Hallelujah to the Sundance Film Festival.
3: Thank you so much, Alan so much
0: thanks for listening you can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com that's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com and because this is money making sense you can subscribe for free on spotify overcast apple podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast and you'll never miss another episode
1: Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.